Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Up next on Inside the SCCA, my favorite things of 2023. Welcome to this episode of Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Bolanski. Welcome to the show. Today, a little bit different than we normally do. This is my end of the year, uh, my favorite things of 2023. There's going to be some car stuff. There's going to be an event that we're going to talk about. There's going to be some toolbox stuff, some tool time. Those of you who know me know I'm kind of a tool head. So I've got a couple of things there. And... Um, uh, uh, a couple of documentaries, some stuff for travel, so cut, cut some cool things that I have found over the course of 2023. Um, we're going to do all of that stuff as well. Uh, other than our first cool thing, my favorite thing of 2023, uh, I, I'm not sponsored by any of the folks who I'm going to talk about here tonight. Uh, I may end up with promo codes after the fact. Uh, I usually reach out to folks and say, hey, I've, I've featured you on my favorite things. Do you want to offer my viewers a promo code? Some people do, some people don't. So um, um, so that's how I do this. But um, and, and all of the things you're going to see tonight, except for the first, I've spent my own money on and I actually use. So um, that's how that's how this system works. So let's get right to it. Um, the first thing I have uh, is a partner of ours, and um, I wouldn't have them as a partner if I didn't believe in their product. And uh, joining me right now on the show is uh, is none other than Angus McKenzie from uh, Travinci Systems is the name of the company, Angus. But the um, but the the parts and the pieces are basically roadkeepers. That's that's the product line, right? Oh, let me put. Um, there we go. Microphone's up. Now yeah. you're on. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, the, the brand that uh, we use for motorsport is Racekeeper. Sure. Um, Racekeeper has been around for a long time. Our parent company is Tribinci. We've got a few different brands in different markets, um, but uh, Racekeeper is what we've been selling and selling under for years since I came to the U.S. in. Uh, 2005, which seems like a very long time ago now. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it, though? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so tell me how you got involved with this Racekeeper thing. How did this all come together? I was. What was I doing? I was in a little old UK. I was working for Pi Research in UK. I was running all their club motorsport um, product line, doing kind of road mapping with Pi Research. You may know Pi Research. They make data loggers for kind of pro-level, club-level. Yep. All over the world and um, so i was looking after that kind of stuff and somebody um said to me hey she did a great job for you over in the states um <laughs> so <laughs> i ignored it for a while ignored it for a while and eventually thought i wonder what that was um and 
18 years later, I'm still here um, running TriVinci now. I didn't come over to run it. I came over to uh, do some product development work. So we were looking at motorsport product for um, kind of driving experiences initially. Right. And then uh, did well there. And a lot of people who were in driving experience markets were looking to use that same video system um, for their race car. So right. like, can you make this for race car? And so we developed generation upon generation of RaceKeeper system through the years. Um, and we're, uh, we're, we're keep on going with things getting smaller and lighter and cheaper, right. strangely, um, over the years. Um, so we've, we've fine-tuned kind of, uh, what everybody needs. We've always been super focused on a club racer, fundamentally, is racing his car. He isn't with a pro team, so he hasn't got a data engineer. He hasn't right. got a bunch of people running around showing him squiggly lines on a computer. So we always wanted to, I was always driven to make sure that our software and our hardware and our systems were all something that a racer could use himself. Sure. And he could look at our compiler software and immediately look at the video, the data, the map position, all that stuff is synchronized for him immediately. And we just wanted to make sure that he could get the most out of it without having to be either a videographer or right. a data analyst expert or a spreadsheet guy he could race his car come back look at his computer after the end of his day's racing because the system sits on the car right basically records all day does all that work for you automatically you don't have to worry about it um then at the end of the day saturday night plug your sd card into your pc start analyzing right look at your laps easily compare your video against your mate who are driving with your teammate um and uh, make the most out of your driving learn how to go faster fundamentally so what was the first product a racing camera or was it for a different sector it was a for driving experiences so okay. we started a lot of our customers were in charlotte so we did a lot of um the nascar driving experiences down in charlotte and then across the country with various other driving experiences um and those systems were very chunky um they were the size of a small car um and power wise they were very hungry um but uh, right yeah so we we shrank them down um, you know the size of our little our little road keeper. Yep, I've got, road, got one right here. On. Yeah, excellent. You've yeah, got so yours, I've got mine. Let's compare. I, I know, yeah, mine's mine's bigger than yours. Now, look look what we've got here. Oh, this wow. Is, this is a road keeper underneath here. Um, but we've got a current customer who's looking at mounting these little guys on motorbikes. Oh, okay. So what we're looking at, this I'm not sure whether you can see that. I can. There. Yeah, let me put you up. I'm going to put your camera up full here for a second. Okay, and so I'll uh, hold that there. We'll see it this better. This is the Roadkeeper. Okay, we've stuck we've stuck a particular mount on here, which is from Quadlock. Okay, you've probably yeah, heard of Quadlock. I do. I ride bikes a lot. So do so I. I know Quadlock for strapping things onto the handlebars. Right. Um. So we're going to strap the, a Roadkeeper onto the handlebar of a motorbike using the Quadlock. So this is the bit on the on the um on the Roadkeeper. Right. And this piece is the it goes in the handlebar. Sure. Yep. And it's got this effectively the plate. Right. That sits on top uh -huh. of it. Um, that sits on the handlebar. Um, so this is now self-contained, locked onto the handlebar uh -huh. with a battery sitting on top, little wire rounds. This is all self-contained. So this school, they've got 60 motorbikes that will come along to an event. Wow. They'll get their road keepers all charged up, flick them onto the handlebars, quad locked in place. Once it's powered up, it's recording automatically, gets all their video, their data. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, snap it off, go charge it up. And and um, the part on the top of the roadkeeper that's connected to it, what's a, that it's part? It's the battery. It's, it's oh, a it's battery. a long time. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's snapped on using yeah. the same mount. So we've effectively got the roadkeeper upside down. Oh, yeah. Screens that side. This is the mount there. Cool. So this is locks on, little short cable. It uh -huh. just makes a standalone unit. And I've actually been 
thrashing around Leesburg on my mountain bike trying to make this thing fall off. Right. I can't. I think the next thing I will I will fall off and die myself rather than this thing <laughs> falling off. So I can highly recommend these things. Yeah. I've been wanting to try one of these for a while. Yeah, I've used well, the so. quad lock for years. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've done a couple of triathlons. I don't call myself a triathlete, but I've done yeah. a few triathlons, and yeah. um, I use that on. And they have they have a car mount too. Actually, they have a totally, um, yeah. um, a suction mount, but the suction mount that you sell with it is really good. So right. if yeah. you're doing oh, it, such a for the road keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one you don't need the quad lock to use this for your car. The one that comes yeah. with the roadkeeper kit is fantastic. Um, yeah. And and okay. I I well I've known you guys. Bill Stevens is your sales guy, and Bill's the the <laughs> ultimate hustler. I I love that man. Yeah. What's your expression for Bill? He loves that. He, he goes. He uses your expression all the time now. Yeah. About what type of sales guy is is he? He is the He's ultimate a, hustler. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I knew Bill, and and I started to go to Solo Nationals this year, and I put uh, a GoPro on my car, and it overheated every time. I I wouldn't. It wouldn't last. I think it lasted through one run, and I needed it to last yeah. through three or four runs. Um, hmm. And I was, and of course, I'm in Southern California, so in yeah. August it's a hundred plus degrees out at the the solo solo course here. And I just, yeah. I was so frustrated with it. And Bill and I, and I bitched about it on on one of my shows. And of course, yeah. Bill Bill watches, and he goes, "Oh, we, we we'll take care of you." So um, he was nice enough to send me one of your units with a really cool yeah. on-off switch too, which I use for solo. Um, because yeah, yeah. I don't want it to run over and over and over while I'm sitting between runs. So yeah. I use your on-off switch to stop it, and I just, I just have to remember to turn it on. Um, but um, Yeah, it does make it super easy when you're doing all across the exactly. You know, okay, this is ready for my run. And, it on. and I just Nothing Velcro the on-off switch right to the back of the unit. Um, let me put yeah. my yeah. camera up first here. Um, I, yeah. I velcroed the uh, on-off switch onto the back of the unit, and I just and it's it's close enough where I can reach it without even unhooking my belts. Yeah. And click it on, yeah. click it off, um, and and all of that. I'm going to run a video here real quick, uh, uh, which shows my. Everyone's going to laugh at how slow I am, but uh, <laughs> that's not the point. The video is perfect. The driver's not. But uh, let me uh, put that up here. Um, and uh, we'll we'll have that roll while we're talking here. But anyway, so it worked out great, and um, mm -hmm. and then I and, and that's yeah, how that. you guys became the official in car camera system of inside the SCCA. So excellent, yeah. It is frustrating when you have a product in the car and it either runs out of battery or overheats itself right through its own self generated heat. Kind of yeah. ridiculous. This this little guy, a, a sunny story about this thing. Um, in my car in the summertime, in Virginia, I have this mounted in the front windshield uh -huh. um, it's sitting up there i get in the car i i want to have a look at it i just want to take it off because i'm always nosy grab the thing it's too hot to handle so i stick it back on the screen very quickly but it's actually <laughs> too hot to touch right um i can't touch the thing and engine power comes on the thing powers up it's perfect the screen is perfect the thing sure. starts recording when i start moving because we've got a start on speed set right and it, it doesn't mind it's designed for automotive type in the windscreen type heat which is pretty extreme but we we know that it does a great job right um yeah we've had products in the past that were a little bit melty right right and the cases were sorry so so the video people are seeing this is what happens when you take the card the sd card 
and you put it into your computer with with your Compero software, and the right. software does all the magic, folks. I don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. It's really easy to move the windows around, to add my logo, uh, to put on the Racekeeper or take off the Racekeeper logo, um, or any other of your sponsor logos, whatever you know, whatever you want to put up there. Um, you can see there's a track map that is GPS generated. Um, I didn't have to do any of that. The 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 Compero software did all the magic for that. Um, the miles per hour gauge that you see there, that's GPS generated, so I don't have it hooked into my ODB2 slot. Uh, the software did all of the work, or the camera did all of that work uh, for me. Uh, the second video uh, camera, it's all one unit, so the, the in-car and the out forward-facing is all one camera unit, um, and once you get it set where you like it, um, I actually probably, if I were to reset this again, I would tilt the camera down on the in-car just a little bit more, because if you, if you, when you see it, Angus, you'll notice there's a mm -hmm. lot of my, my headliner on the camera. If I were to tilt right. it just a little bit more, it would have had more of me, but nobody really wanted to see my driving skills, so I guess I'm okay then, with that. But you can see your hands, and you can almost see your knees when you're doing clutch work, right. and you see what you're doing with the gear stick, and yeah, because yeah, it's such a wide angle lens on the inside. Yeah, and I, I, I've also thought if I had a second unit, I could put it in behind me, get a different angle out the front, or I could use it to go out the back window, and then I could tilt the front camera down to look at my feet in my hands, and then yeah. you could put all four of those together, not in the yeah. same software, right? I'd have to use two different. You can no, you can do exactly right. You can put two outings side by side, so you could effectively do. An oh export, yeah, a four K export right. with all four of those cameras in there, all synchronized together, showing your hot lap in your right. favorite car. Right, um, and the software allows you to do all that stuff. It's super easy, as you mentioned. It synchronizes everything. Yep. Um, people often ask about the track map. Oh, how do we load the map? You don't need to, as you mentioned. The GPS unit in any Racekeeper system produces data that a compiler will use to create a, a track map. It yep. doesn't just draw a big mush of lines. It knows, okay, here's a track, here's a start-finish line, because this is where you started. Right. You can move that start-finish line to exactly the right point. Right. And you can put your splits in there and do segment comparisons, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Super powerful, but super intuitive software to use. Yeah, it's super super easy. Um, you know, I, I do video editing, so I got I have a little bit of talent in the, on the techie side of the video stuff. Um, right. But I was really very happy because I know a lot of people don't have that background. So mm -hmm. um, and and it would it does not take it does not take a rocket scientist to to run this software by any stretch of the imagination. So that was our plan. Uh, um, well, you <laughs> solved you yeah. solved that perfectly. Um, Excellent, thank you. And um, and and that. So um, so before we, you've got some new products we want to talk about tonight. But before we, we do, do that, what's the price point on this? The price point for Roadkeeper is starts at three hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay, um, comes with everything you need. Comes with the Compara software, that video camera that's in your hand with two cameras, GPS all built in. Also comes with a mount. It's um, a flat mount that right. sticks onto the screen with three M tape. You have a hard time ripping that off the screen, right? Um, and there's lots of options like um, kind of the, the suction cup, as you mentioned, right? Um, the power cable that comes with the standard kit is a SIG lighter connector, so you plug it into your SIG light, lighter in the car and plug it into the roadkeeper, um, and then configure it for either totally manual, which nobody does, right? Totally auto, so you can set a start speed. So when you leave the pit, you set the start speed for 20 miles an hour, for example. The system will automatically start recording at 20 miles an hour, record your track session, you come back into the pits again, your speed drops below 15 for a time kind of gap that you set up to two minutes, and then it will stop recording automatically. 
and you can carry on, look at the car, do your engineering work, talk to your team. You don't have to worry about the system. It will just sit there doing its thing and hold that video until you need it. And and if you're doing an endurance-like type race where there's actual pit stops and you want to see the pit stops, you don't have yep. to have it start and stop at five mile, 15 miles per hour. Right? You can you set that. You, know, you can leave it completely auto right. so that when it sees power, it will come on and start recording. As long as there's an SD card in there, it will just start recording. Right. When power goes away, it will stop recording and close up that file neatly. There's a super cap inside the box. So when you do rip power off, if you happen to turn the car off or the connector is yanked out in an incident, then right. the system will always cleanly close down that video outing for you. We used this when we were using the club spec Mustang um, uh, last week, and because I wasn't going to be the only person in the car, and I didn't want to, you know, rely on people turning it on and off. I just right. ran the whole thing for the mm. whole hour and thirty minute session or something, and there's plenty yeah. of sp- uh, space on the card for that. And um, and then when I downloaded it into the system, you could actually see where the laps were. So I didn't have to scroll through to find where each little segment started. So, um, you know, because once you stop the car, we change drivers and all that kind of stuff. And then we chatted and we talked about how bad a driver I was and how good Dave was. And in all of that time, you could see that there were no laps being run. And then yeah. the Comparo systems showed little lap checks or you know, whatever. I'm yeah. not sure how you how you would say it. Whatever the user interface is, but markers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was yeah. able to go through, and and then I would know when the next little little track session was, and uh, it was just so so easy, so so easy to use, and and that's my favorite part about it. So that's why it's one of my favorite things of 2023. So excellent. What what are the new products? New shiny things we have coming out. Um, well, everybody loves a roadkeeper, but they want a bit more data. Sure. So this little guy here. This is our RaceKeeper Connect. Okay. And this is going to be next-gen system, um, similar kind of a form factor. Right. Um, so the amount that sticks on the top here, so you can stick it either onto a windshield, onto a roll bar. We'll do all the right. standard different mounts we can get for uh, mounting the system. Um, camera on the front, camera looking into the car. Okay. Camera in the car actually has got uh, infrared illumination. I've got a little little bracket here I make to put a, an IR cut filter. Huh. So we can chop out, you know, during the day if you get IR... Um, light in the car, it turns sure. your black t-shirt purple. I don't like that. Some people don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm very fussy about that. So I put this little on a purple uh, filter over the camera on the okay. inside if you want to get that perfectly. So anyway, this guy can do the regular camera stuff. It's got a really good GPS, 10 hertz GPS again in here, super accurate GPS. Um, but we've got a, a bunch of other connections on the end here. Right. Um, so this is effectively a standalone system that I can plug straight into. Tell me what this That's is. That's your OBD2. Yep. So we can get power from the OBD2 port for this system, but also we're connecting to the data sure. on the OBD2 port. So as we're standing, when we're developing super fast on this thing. Right now, I've got this running in my car, picking up all my OBD2 data, right. which is engine speed, vehicle speed, some temps and pressures, throttle position, all that kind of data, um, all synchronized with the video from the two cameras and the GPS data. So at that point, it, this is basically an HDX2 system. Right. Our HDX2 was the previous generation before the Roadkeeper. It was a $3,000 system to do what I've just described. This is going to be around $1,000 for that functionality. Okay. Now, Super did, rugged little package. Did I see an HDMI port there? No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's just because I was holding my camera my thing so close. Oh, okay. That's actually the micro SD for debugging. Got it. Um, but we do have something else exciting on here. So the, the recording will be onto either a micro SD on the end there, or I want to change. We're doing a lot of, as I say, we're doing a lot of development work. We may change that to a full-size SD card. Sure. But we 
do have a SIM card slot on this little baby. Okay. Meaning there's a modem in this unit. Meaning, of course, we can live stream live from stream. this box. Right. So this standalone unit, which is a video data logger with uh, OBD2 and CAN functionality, you can load DBC files into our software, sure. describe your CAN stream. This will log all those CAN messages, do all that cool stuff on the car. Right. Um, but also with the modem built in, we're working on our live stream functionality. We're going to be streaming to AWS and cloud servers. And from there, we'll be able to distribute your video. You will be able to grab a link, then share your live stream video to your standard pages, wherever you want to go, whether right. it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitch. Well, as the guy who who does the the audio the the announcing on the races, I love anytime I can get an in car camera. So um, that's a, an elegant yeah. solution for that. Um, yeah. So uh, I look forward to seeing seeing how that works out once you get it all up and running. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. As I say, testing is going well, and we're we've got a load of these out in the the, the market at the moment. We're testing OB two functionality. We're testing road car and can stream connectivity and everybody who's involved in that knows how interesting that is to develop um, right. and then race car can stuff when you use aftermarket um you see you in your car you you will basically know sure. the can stream format you'll know a dbc file to describe that format so basically take the dbc file load it into comparo and that will control this and then all the video and data on the um, race giver connect system will go into comparo and give you all your channels all calibrated Right, right. And now that that $1,000-ish price point, is that going to include the live stream capability once you get the SIM card and pay for that? That doesn't, no, because that's another major chunk. I want to make the system affordable. We don't need all the bells and all right, the whistles okay. in the base product. So the, the thinking is a lot of people won't need the CAN connectivity. Sure. They won't need live streaming. So we want to make a system which isn't going to break the bank, but it's got a lot of functionality, and that will be this in obd2 logging format got it uh, and then we'll have a license or some system probably a license i've had before to unlock other features sure. unlock the, the, the can logging from the right. ecus and then the live streaming functions got it got uh, it cool cool what else you so got coming anything what else? else do we have um well that's that's consuming my entire brain at the moment <laughs> we're obviously going to upgrade comparo um We've got we've got a cool thing called Hollywood Reels that we're doing for driving experiences. We sell a lot of road keepers to driving experiences, right? Um, and every every driving experience wants anybody who goes there. There there are twenty thousand people a year. They want them clearly to post their videos online with all the branding. Sure. The big marketing tool. A lot of people don't do that. They go to the school, they get the video, and think, "Ah, oh, this is great." Right. They show their mates, and it stays there forever. Right. Some people will use the export functions in our software and create a little clip his brand and share it with their friends right um so our our, our thinking is hollywood reels um when you're at a driving experience you've been out on the track you've got out of your lamborghini aventador all excited you come in with your sd card we've got a bank of racekeeper computers and um, saying hey plug your card in here for your hollywood reel they plug the card in type in their name and right. maybe their cell number while they're typing that in the system is ingesting the best lap or the best few laps off their sd card right and then creating a little 30 second or a minute video like a, a real nice. a highlight reel of their drive with branding with like a front end with some sure. b-roll all the branding music over the top of it to create this little video upload it to youtube the first thing they, they know about it is a link on their phone they get a link on their phone saying oh here's your hollywood reel from racekeeper from the driving experience yeah. click on that 
and it shows them as the star of the show using that's the, awesome. the in-car stuff that's the branding um so that's most likely what most of the fans are actually going to want to see rather sure. than sitting through the, the 30 minute track session they had which may not be as exciting as they'd hoped oh come um, on every <laughs> moment of a 30 minute track session is awesome right you're, you're right i don't know what i'm talking about i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> so anyway we'll oh, create good. these little snippets so that's another big chunk of uh, our efforts right now so the uh, the motorcycle version that you is that now yeah. waterproof? Um, no, we're hoping. Um, well, we're, or we're water resistant. <laughs> so this little guy, we we do have some some systems up our sleeve. We're, we're conformal coating the board set inside. Okay. There. Um, so that will keep all the boards. If they get wet, they can just ignore the water. Right. Um, we're also we're we're creating a little a little sleeve, a little rubberized sleeve that you Got can it. snap in place over this with a lens over the front and the back. Just to, a kind of a, a glass ring, optical quality glass right. ring over the front and back. And we did actually have a, another waterproof case. Where is he? Come here. This little guy, this enormous box here. Right. Very, very military, rugged looking thing. <laughs> this actually houses a roadkeeper. So if okay. I power this up, the screen is there, the front camera is there. Sure. And uh, sorry, there's a rear camera, there's a front camera. Right. And we've got an extension in. So Behind there is your full-size SD card slot. Okay. So this guy was running in the Baja Thousands, okay. getting beaten to death yeah. recently. Um, I just know our, our our little open-wheel drivers are always looking for a good solution. So um, yeah, that's why yeah. I was asking. So we are we we are looking at this is this is the chunky right. kind of on steroids version of make it waterproof with a quarter twenty top and bottom for mounting. Sure. And um, we're working on the little rubber sleeve. And Perfect. There is an interim version as well. Um, which will probably have a quad lock because I've I, I fallen in love with quad locks. Yeah. Probably have a quad lock on the bottom of it. Um, so again, for single seater solutions, sure. Um, a slimmed version, so something that's not much bigger than the Roadkeeper, a slim box. Again, mounting flat in a road in a uh, open wheel. You don't want a, a big air brake on top of the car. Have right. a nice little slimline piece is uh, another thing we're looking at. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I know we talked before the show. Is there a promo code we can share with folks? There is actually. I just emailed you a code. Okay. It is R O K two five H H. Okay. And that will get very secret, so don't tell anybody. It's uh, that will get you twenty five percent off any Roadkeeper system. I know it's ridiculous. Very. I cool. know we're, we're we're basically handing you our children. There you go. <laughs> Have everything. Twenty five percent is an unheard of deal. Um. So yeah, that's that's current until the end of December. Okay. Um, so you can go onto the Racekeep website and uh, get yourself a Roadkeep of 25% off. And another thing, um, we I love little OBD2 scanners. Sure. So I, I use this thing all the time. I might as well focus when I try and blow it up and right. I do a retune. Um, and I plug this guy and look at why what I've blown up this time. Um, so every Roadkeeper system order that comes in over between now and the 31st of December, we're giving away one of these little OBD2 scanners. You wow. can buy these on the site for 99 bucks, but we're giving these away with every order. So if you get your order in... That's huge. Um, and yeah, exactly. We're, we're putting these little guys in with every order. Just to say, we love you guys, um, and thanks for all your support this year. It's been a great year for us. Um, we've uh, had a great time out there at the track, and uh, everybody's given us great feedback on the Roadkeeper. And um, We went to the PRI show. We were showing lots of people the Roadkeeper and the new Racekeeper Connect super response to it as well yeah, so yeah our, that's great our, our, our work cut out to get that stuff out in the spring but uh, it's, it's going to be there and uh, hopefully we'll be racing with our 
systems again next year. All right. And I'll put that uh, code in the show notes, folks. So um, it'll yeah. be there both on the podcast and on the YouTube. And uh, so get your get your orders in before the end of the year to take advantage of that. So, Angus, thank you so much uh, for thank joining you. us with the start of the show. And uh, we're going to we're going to move on now to my other favorite things of 2023. But I'm going to let you go unless you've got something Perfect. else you want to add in. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to keep on watching and see what your favorite things are for the rest of the 2023. All right. Very good. That's <laughs> Angus McKenzie from Travinci Systems. He's the guy. He's the brains behind the Roadkeeper. Thanks so much and have a great holiday season and a great 2024. Thanks, Brian. Happy holidays. All right. So let's move on now to the rest of our, our favorite things of 2024. Uh, I think I have them pretty much in order here. So um, and and I have some pictures and some some ha- uh, we call happy hands. I'll be able to actually show you them uh, early some of the stuff. So but uh, let's get started here with my first favorite thing of 2024. Uh, it's called the Toolbox Widget, and um, it is a toolbox organizational tool. I've got one here. I'll show you some pictures first, though. And uh, let's see if I oh, wrong button there. Hold on a second. Let's go here. Um, so basically, it is a, um, a plastic, um, a really tough and rugged plastic uh, unit with some um, uh, magnets on the bottom. And uh, the mag- magnets go into your toolbox. And when I went to Solo Nationals, I had to have uh, a really compact uh, tool supply um, because I was taking all of my TV stuff and my Solo Nationals toolkit to, to the to the um, uh, to the to the Nationals. And um, um, and so I, I ordered these and I just fell in love with them. They work fantastic. Um, they, they come apart as well. Um, and uh, so you can completely mo- uh, mo- um, make a modular system and customize it for your toolbox. Um, so when you actually pull them out here, the, um, uh, the system comes, they come apart uh, like this, so you can put as many together as you want, string them together, take them apart, and you end up being able to put a whole bunch more tools in your toolbox, uh, and they don't rattle around, and it's just fantastic. So they have toolbox widgets for screwdrivers, they have toolbox widgets for um, for uh, wrenches, they also have a system for sockets, and uh, lots of different ways to customize everything. So uh, so toolbox widgets, that was one of my, my, my finds of 2023, and uh, I really enjoyed that so uh, we'll put that up there second up here is now this was crazy I found this on YouTube and I thought it was I thought they were nuts um, someone on YouTube had said that if you are wrenching on a on an Asian car um, there is a specific type of spec for the Phillips screwdriver heads and um, it's different from American Phillips screwdrivers and I was like you are you, these people are crazy so um, but but I'm like okay I'll bite and I'll buy these are there's a couple of companies that make them the ones I use are vessel you can find them in lots of different f- places I find them on Amazon um, they're not cheap but they're not terribly expensive i think this one was uh 20 less than 20 bucks um and this one in particular i get because it doubles up two things for me on on the back of the hondas when you want to do a a brake drum change um to get the drum out it's got those screws in the drum and this can be used as an impact driver as well and uh it fits in that special screw perfectly um these also so these screwdrivers work 
both for the Japanese screws and for American Phillips screwdrivers. So it's a one-in-all solution as opposed to having American Phillips and the Asian Asian Phillips screwdrivers. Um, these work on both. So if you just want one set of screwdrivers with the work on all Phillips heads, I, I go with the Vessel and uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, option here. And I thought it was all a bunch of hooey and till I played around with it and realized that it really does make a bit of a difference here. So, um, um, so that is, um, that is kind of the coolness of that thing there. So, um, all right. So next up here, um, I'm going to talk about uh, my last tool tip and I just, let me walk, hold on a second. I didn't have this on me. So these are um, Bauer Hercules cordless um, system. Uh, this is from Harbor Freight. And I know a lot of us poo-poo the Harbor, Harbor Freight stuff. But I will tell you that um, um, their, this Bauer, um, it's, not, it's not Bauer, it's Hercules. I don't know why I put Bauer. They have two systems. Um, if you go to Harbor Freight, they have the better, best, good, better, best. This is their best line. It's not Bauer, it's Hercules. Let me fix this so that it's proper on here. Um, stand by. See, all right, there we go. Hercules Cordless from Harbor Freight. Um, I uh, bought the um, the Impact, the uh, half inch Impact, and I wanted to test it. I know um, you know people swear by Milwaukee and Dewalt and all of the the contractor grade tools, um, but for those of us in grassroots motorsports, we don't always need the most expensive tools. If you can get a lesser expensive tool that uh, will get the job done and spend our money doing something else like tires or other, any other kind of stuff, I'm all for that. If you're running a full-on prep shop, maybe this isn't the best tool for you. But I got to tell you, I've run this thing through its paces. This is the uh, impact driver. I also have the half-inch uh, impact wrench, and uh, it will spin off all of my lug nuts without any problems. Maybe not as fast as the Milwaukee, but it will t it will absolutely come off. And uh, I haven't been able to torque it down so much that I couldn't get it off. So it's really perfect for that kind of a situation. The uh, impact drivers work really, really well. I, I really like that. Um, and I'm starting to get some of their other tools. I haven't used them, so I don't want to talk about them. But the, uh, the, uh, the driver and the impact wrench, the half-inch impact wrench, the 20-volt version is what I use. Um, the plenty of power, good price point. Um, the price point, I believe, is under $120 for the uh, the wrench. And they're always having specials where you, if you buy two batteries, you get a free tool. Or if you buy a tool, you get a free battery and all that kind of stuff. So uh, check those out on harborfreight.com. Uh, and again, bought that with my own money. They're not paying me to talk about it. And uh, it's a decent solution for folks who are, you know, grassroots motorsports people like us, club racers, solo nationals, solo people, that kind of thing. Um, it's, uh, it's really, it's worked great for me and I haven't had any problems. So, all right, a couple of other things here. Now let's move on to some viewing pleasure stuff. And uh, I've enjoyed uh, a couple of things this year that I would recommend to all of you. Uh, let's start with a motorsports documentary, uh, Braun, the Impossible Formula One Story, uh, a four-part documentary. It's on Hulu if you have Hulu. Uh, if you don't, uh, you might want to 
buy Hulu for a month and watch it. And then if you want to cancel it, that's fine. But um, I know a lot of folks out there have have the Hulu. and uh, But it's a four-part documentary. Uh, it's hosted by, and I, I believe the executive producer is Keanu Reeves as well. Really, really well done. If you're a Formula One fan, it's going to bring back a whole bunch of memories from that crazy season uh, that Braun had back in 2008. And all of the soap opera behind the scenes that maybe we didn't really know about. Uh, it's really been fun. So I'm not going to give anything away. I mean, obviously, it's a historical doc, so we all know how it ended. Um, but the, all of what went into it and the drama behind the scenes has been really, really fun to watch and very, very interesting. So I would definitely recommend uh, Braun, the Impossible Formula One story. Uh, that is on Hulu. And uh, check that out. So uh, I am also a, a, a voracious YouTube rabbit hole person. Um, I could spend hours doing that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, and one of my guilty pleasures, and I will tell you, um, a lot of it has to do with, um, I, I learned so much. Um, if anybody is a fan of Mythbusters, and if you're not, you may want to go become a fan of Mythbusters. Um, uh, this is one of the, uh, this is Adam Savage, who after, um, after Mythbusters went off and did some things. And now he has a YouTube channel called Adam Savage Tested. And it's a combination of just cool uh, maker stuff. He, a lot of uh, a lot of videos about him building different things, and uh, not car related. But it's my thought that when you're building anything, seeing a, a really master builder's process for doing anything can help us in the garage working on cars. When you think think about how someone who's had so much experience building in the in the motion picture industry, um, he worked for uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, which was, of course, the 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 tech people behind um, behind the Star Wars and Indiana Jones, a bunch of other stuff. Before he did MythBusters, then all the MythBusters stuff. Um, Adam Savage is really really talented, and he's got this great way of being able to talk about all of that and how to make and and how to get yourself started. So there's some beginner stuff, tons of tool things he talks about, uh, different types of tools, and um, uh, just and one of my other um, things came from him as well. We'll get to that in a minute. One of my other little uh, favorite things of 2023 is something that he turned me on to. Kind of something I'd already done, but it made a lot of sense when I heard him talk about it. Uh, so it's on YouTube. It's called Adam Savage Tested. There's a premium paid membership that gets you some extras, but you don't have to do any of that. Uh, he puts out at least one video a week, sometimes several videos a week. Some are straight up build videos where he's building something. Some are tool tips. Some are how to organize your shop. Uh, some are very Hollywood related talking about making props for the motion picture industry um, and all of that kind of stuff so uh, and it, there's also some uh, cool behind the scenes of Mythbusters discussions about what it was like to work on Mythbusters back in the day so enjoy that and uh, uh, and if if you have a significant other who doesn't want you to go on YouTube rabbit holes don't go there 
because <laughs> it is really, really addictive. So, uh, so that's uh, that's one of my other great views of 2023. Uh, Adam Savage tested. Okay, so um, uh, some travel stuff. I, I've I've started uh, last year traveling for uh, as the, one of the announcers for the Super Tour races, and after doing a lot of travel back in the day um, for uh, for. TV news when I was a field producer for CNN and for CBS, um, uh, did a lot of travel back in the day, but I hadn't traveled in the last 15 years to a gr- for, for a lot of stuff other than some vacation stuff. Uh, but I started going and doing super tour stuff, went to the runoffs two years ago. And um, when I went to the runoffs two years ago, I took with me my favorite duffel bag that had traveled all over the world with me uh, while I was field producing. Uh, and it had wheels on it and a flat bottom. And it was like the perfect travel bag and it was huge i mean you could put you could put like a black lab in there i think but uh went to the runoffs two years ago came back and when i came back i uh the the wheel was broken off by uh by one of the airlines and i won't tell which one um and and then two, they actually broke two pieces of luggage of mine uh and i went to i went to try to make a claim and they wanted me to give them a receipt for the luggage that piece of luggage was bought back in 1996. I don't have the receipt from that. Who keeps receipts from that? Um, and and I was very frustrated. I was out a good amount of money. The, otherwise, the I mean, the bag was still in perfectly useful shape. Uh, it had seen its better days. It was it was you know used heavily, but it was nothing wrong with it. And uh, I decided that when I was going to go and fix and uh, and and buy stuff, I was going to try to buy luggage that I would never have to buy luggage again. So I started using Pelican cases as suitcases. They actually have a Pelican Air line, um, and it's not like airline like airline. It's it's Pelican Air. That's their their product line. Uh, and I've got a picture of the the ones I use now. Let me pull that up real quick here. Um, let me put that there, and let me go to oh where did it go? Maybe that one didn't get in here. Shoot. Um. All right. Well, I'll put I'll put stuff in the show notes um, for you, and it's it's going to show for a second the 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 widget, but because I don't have the picture, that's weird. I don't know why that happened that way. Anyway, so I have a small case. It's a rollerboard, and um, the the trade off is the Pelican cases do weigh a little bit more than um, than what you would normally pay uh, have and wait for a suitcase. So there is a bit of a trade off. Um, but if you're just taking clothes with you, I've still not gotten one heavy enough that it wouldn't be accepted under the the fifty pound weight. Um, but they are darn near indestructible. Um, I can't imagine how you would break one of these things. They're made to, 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 to transport expensive equipment. And, uh, the only thing I would change with them is you could buy an aftermarket, uh, locking latch mechanism. Sometimes the latches either get popped by TSA or they just pop in the course of, of use, but they have a locking system with TSA legal locks. And, um, I would, uh, I would switch out those on at least one of the locks on the case, one of the latches maybe two. Um, and, uh, that's the only upgrade I, I do to mine. 
because sometimes those locks pop. Um, you can use TSA locks on the little hooks, um, and uh, but they're 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 great. They fit in the overhead compartment. There's one that fits in the overhead compartment. I'll put the the model number of that one in the show notes. Uh, and what I typically do is I'll roll it to the gate and try to gate check it because usually they want to get as many of those overheads. I don't care of gate checking it once I get there. I'm just trying to avoid spending the money for the fee for the for the checked luggage because I'm cheap. Um, so I'll drag it to the first the first flight, and then as soon as I can see a flight, uh, one of the gate agents, I say, hey, can I gate check this? Usually, almost always, they'll say yes. Um, but if they don't, it'll fit in the overhead just fine. Uh, and then I also have a big trunk that I'm now using to carry my, my lots of my gear to the races when I have to do television and, vi- and audio production. Um, and that uh, that thing is heavy. I have to pay an oversize, um, uh, overweight fee for that. Um, but uh, again, indestructible no issues there and then i'm going to buy uh this year i'm going to buy an extra second one a larger um suitcase for clothes but not it's too big to fit in the overhead so this will definitely be a check bag um but i just want to have to buy bags and never have to buy them again so i highly recommend the pelican products for that and uh, again pelican's not paying me to say this although i may ask them for a promo code once they see this um but it's uh it's really kind of uh a no-brainer to me um my stuff comes back in one piece but more importantly, TSA and the gate and, and all the baggage handlers can't break anything. And that is really important to me. Break the suitcase itself because uh, suitcases are expensive. So um, big on that. All right. The next thing I've got coming up here is um, rock and roller carts. Um, if you take a lot of stuff to, you know, if you're a family who's carrying a bunch of suitcases, or if you're like me, we've got to carry a bunch of production equipment to and from either uh, a, a gig or to the airport. Um, especially if you're going to the airport, I recommend the rock and roller carts. Um, and I had a picture, but I don't anymore. <laughs> um, but what it is, is it's a, it's kind of like a hand truck with four wheels and you could put, and you can, it, it spans and contracts, so there's plenty of, of width for whatever it is you're going to carry. But the really cool part is you can collapse it down really small, and you can check it with your check baggage. So you don't have to worry about um, going to the airport and running and spending, you know, getting one of those little push carts in the in the in the um, uh, baggage claim area, and maybe they're not there. And then you have, where do you take them when you're done? And, and they're five bucks each time you use it. If you do it up a lot. You know, it ends up paying for itself. But most importantly, it expands to the point where you can put a ton of stuff on there. I, I've seen people with those those uh, carts that you get at the uh, at the baggage claim, and they've got that thing piled up. I did it myself going to the runoffs. I had so much stuff on there that I was teetering. I actually had to use two carts. And if you're one person ever trying to push two carts, that's nuts. Never will do that again. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's well worth the money. Um, you do have to pay for it as an extra baggage if you, but it's, it saves you money. It saves you time. It saves you energy. It saves you grief. Um, and I'm all about trying to make things as simple as possible when I'm going and doing my traveling, going back and forth to the airport stinks as it is. But, uh, but if I can do anything to make things a little bit easier, um, I do. So the rock and roller carts are, um, 
uh, are my solution for that. Uh, and they're really, really rugged. So you don't have to worry about the, the baggage handlers, you know, beating them up. They can toss them and throw them and whatever, and, and it'll come back in, in really good shape. So um, I've got that. Uh, that recommendation came from a documentary filmmaker who travels all over the world. And I'm like, well, if his comes back in one piece on all the stuff he's done, I think it'll work out well for me. So Again, I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes, and uh, and if I get a promo code, we'll put it in there as well. All right. Lastly, um, and these are fun. This is like the least expensive thing. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Yep, yep. So, and and I actually have done a little bit of this, but then I saw um, Adam Savage talk about it on Tested, and uh, these are pouches. Um, if you remember back in the day, uh, if you ever did any business, like a work in a retail store or a restaurant, you'd get these like little bank uh, deposit pouches where you'd put all of the checks and, and the, the cash and you'd uh, run this little thing to the bank and you'd hand the teller the pouch. And they'd, um, these are essentially that. Um, but these are canvas, so they're really, really tough. They've got a great zipper on them, and you can write on them. I don't know if you can see that. That says audio cables or audio adapters, um, so you know which ones it is. Uh, the ones that I bought were from Amazon. There was like a group of six for like 22 or $25, and they were different colors. Um, and they're really great to organize your stuff when you're traveling or any or, or anyway. Um, I've got one for audio adapters, one for for computer cables, audio, video adapters. Obviously, you can figure that out. Um, there's also really nice ones. This was given to me uh, as one of the gifts they give you when you're a media at the Rose Bowl. Um, this was last year, I think, at the Rose Bowl. Um, very cool. It's all leather, and or I think it's real leather. I'm not sure if it's real leather or faux leather. Um, but this is what I take with me on the plane, and when I'm when I put all my stuff in the overhead, this is everything I need while I'm sitting at my seat in the plane. So I've got in here, I've got some medications. I've got my my cube for my phone charger, a pen. Um, my charging brick in case I need to charge my phone um, in an emergency or I run out of charge. Um, that's all the stuff's in there. And then this is also really cool. This came with this set, and I've looked online, and I can you can actually buy these online individually. Um, but this is a, a leather with a button on it for coiling up your cables. And it's much better than um, the Velcro stuff that we normally use to cable tie, cable Velcros, um, because you don't have to worry about it sticking to itself and all of that. You basically can coil it up. It has little slots on it so that you can run your cable through it. So when you open the cable, you don't lose the little doohickey thing. And then when you're done, you just wrap up your cable like this and like this. And you're able to really quickly put it inside this little sleeve, hit the button, and now your cable is completely tended. And this is actually probably the coolest thing I found this year. And I would love to be able to convert all of my cables into this little thing. And over time, I'm doing it a little bit by little bit because these are not because they're either leather or faux leather. And there's a button in there that takes some some doing to put these together. They're not terribly inexpensive, um, but uh, but just what a cool idea, and it works out fantastic. So um, I will put a link to this also in the show notes as well where I found that. So um, that is, 
I believe all of the stuff I wanted to talk about tonight, let me go to my script to make sure I didn't miss anything. That is the wrong mouse. That's why this isn't working. Um, back to my script right here. Um, yeah, that's everything. So that's my list of my favorite things of 2023. Uh, some of them car related, some of them not related. But uh, all of us who do this sport and travel, even the travel stuff, I think is really helpful. Um, you can also split the pouches up for like toiletries and and all that kind of stuff. So um, lots of really cool uses for the pouches. I would recommend uh, checking those out and trying them. I just love it. So um, if you like any of the things I've talked about, just talk. give me some suggestions in the show notes for things that your favorite things of 2023. Would love to see that in the comments. Um, if you have other ideas that are kind of variations on what I have there, better things maybe that you've tried, I'd love to see that as well. I'll put all of that stuff in the comments. So uh, that's going to do it for 2023 here uh, on the, uh, in, on the uh, Inside the SCCA. I haven't decided if we're going to do a show next week. I try to bring a show every week to you. Um, if we do it, it may not be live. Um, I know I have a guest set up for next week. We may record early. And uh, if I don't run it next week, I might run it first of the year. But um, I want to take this opportunity to wish everybody a really, really fantastic rest of your holiday season. And uh, I hope I will see all of you somewhere down the road. I'll be on uh, at many of the Super Tour races this year. So please find a time to, to catch up. And, and uh, I would love to chat with you while we're there. And um, uh, I want to say a big thank you to all of the guests that we've done had this year on the show. Um, we've done more than 52 episodes this year because we did several episodes from Solo Nationals, did several episodes from the runoffs. And um, so many people have been part of this thing that we we call Inside the SCCA. Um, and I, I can't thank everybody enough for coming on the show, sharing your stories, talking about new cool stuff. Uh, big thank you to the folks at SCCA National in Topeka. Um, they have been very helpful to um, come on the show and talk about things, uh, both good, good good stuff going on, and sometimes we've had some difficult conversations. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been just a pleasure having them on the show and sharing stuff about the club for all of you to listen to and watch here on the channel. Uh, it has been a really really fantastic 2023. I can't think that anything will be. Uh, I, I can only think that 2024 will be as good or even better. That's our goal. And uh, it all happens because of the folks at you at home who watch and listen and uh, um, and all of that. Also want to take a real quick uh, opportunity to thank all of our partners this year. Uh, I'm not going to name you all by name because I will forget somebody. Um, but uh, we're, we're really thankful for everyone who helps us out with this show. Uh, without the partners, I wouldn't be able to go to Solo Nationals, wouldn't be able to go to the runoffs, uh, wouldn't be able to go to Akron to test drive the new club spec Mustang. Um, it's with all of their help that makes that happen. So uh, if you uh, if you see one of our partners and you know who they are, thank them for helping us out uh, because that means a lot to me. They know that you're watching and you realize that they're a partner. And uh, But we really appreciate all of them and all of that. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Inside the SCCA. Again, thank you all for watching this year and I can't wait to see what's going to be ahead for 2020. 
four. That's going to do it for this episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network. If you like what you're watching, subscribe to the uh, Racing Network on YouTube. If you're watching right now, hit the like button, um, hit the subscribe button. Trying to get up above 500 subscribers uh, as as quickly as we can. So that's a big milestone in the YouTube world. So uh, if you can subscribe, that would be fantastic. Um, leave a comment if it's a good one. You can follow us on social media uh, our, to find out who our next guest is on Twitter. It's Racing Wire Net. There's a new inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Have yourself a great Christmas, a great New Year. And uh, if you celebrate any of the other holidays of this time, do that as well. You guys stay safe, have a great weekend, and go play with cars. Hi, I'm Kelton Jago, and this is Inside the SCCA. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.